Today, the FBI director himself admits things are not going well on the potential terrorism front. Congratulations, America. And more details emerge in the Bob Menendez saga. We have got all of that and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Yaku Buyens, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, along with Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you can find right here on Blaze TV, also wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. You should do that. Subscribe. Listen to Sarah. Subscribe. <laughs> um, all right. So I, uh, I want to talk to you guys about this Senate hearing. Was this a Senate hearing? Congress hearing. Mm -hmm. Yes, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. Uh, FBI Director Chris Wray testified. And, you know, there are people in life who I just feel have, like, very punchable faces. <laughs> His is one of them. I'm just going to go really? ahead and lay that out. Yeah, I just is don't believe... Is that the saying, punchable face in America? Yeah, punchable face. what is we, it in we, South Africa? Bicycle face. Bicycle, bicycle face? face. <laughs> you want to step on it. Wow. See, you learn something new on I mean, this news that is a saying. every yeah. day. Now you know what they I mean, say in South Africa. Uh, yeah. I like that better. It's much more creative. Punchable is just not, I mean, that's not original. It's you, punchable. Duh. It doesn't mean you're going to punch them. You just, no. Like, it, no. There's an urge to, to make a punch occur. Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm not I, saying that those are terms I no, use, right. but those are. It's interesting how different cultures have different sayings for the same thing. Well, and I do like that you pointed that out, Stu, because I do think it is important to point out in 2023 America as a conservative um, who is already on all sorts of watch lists, I'm sure, because I do believe in uh, less government, uh, lower taxes, things of that nature, um, terrorist extremism. Uh, right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so it is probably important to note that I, I was not, I, I don't intend to like Bunch threaten uh, the FBI director with anything. I, I would like that to be clear. Um, but I want to play the, uh, so, so a couple clips from this hearing. Let's start with the, uh, the FBI director, Chris Ray, uh, being asked about the current threat matrix facing the United States at this hearing today. Watch. So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Hmm. Um, kind of an odd statement from uh, an administration that refuses to close the border. Like, if there are blinking red lights and you're telling us that this is a whole nother level of, you know, uh, terroristic threats, I don't know. Maybe we just don't let them crawl through, uh, you know, spots where there is no border wall at our southern border. And by the way, we did show 
yesterday on the program, a, a whole bunch of people going through uh, the, the trail to get here. And I don't think any of them were Hispanic, Mexican, El Salvadorian. Chinese. They were almost exclusively Chinese yeah. with perhaps a couple Middle Easterners in there. And as I said yesterday, I'm sure they walked the whole way. So yeah, from China. Yeah, right. And I'm sure that if you were a terrorist, there they are right there. I'm sure that if you were a terrorist uh, or uh, from the CCP and wanted to make your way here or both, I'm sure that you wouldn't just hop on a plane to uh, a country south of us and just walk right through only to be fist bumped by our own border patrol. I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't do anything like that. That would never happen. And become a sleeper cell? That would never happen. Can, can we, uh, I don't know, Control, can you pull that picture back up we just had? I just want to make a statement because we go to the border and we rescue children at the border. When you have a migrant family, and this is firsthand, that cross over, right? They are so destitute, they're so deprived, they come with two pieces of belongings in a paper bag. Look at the backpacks. Mm -hmm. I want you to understand. Mm -hmm. Look at the backpacks. Look at the attire. They these look very neat. And these guys are on a mission. They had to take a plane flight that cost a lot of money from China into Mexico and come across. These are not migrants without a mission. They're here on a mission, mm -hmm. and it's a nefarious mission. Mind you, at the same time, our president hosts Xi Jinping and forces our Marines to hold Chinese flags, not the American flag. Mm -hmm. And we line it. At the same time, we sent the next potential presidential candidate, Gavin Newsom, to go learn from Xi Jinping mm -hmm. in China on how to run American schools according to the Chinese school system. You add him here, he's playing basketball and runs over a little Chinese kid. Okay. The last spanks him inexplicably. The, the last guy, because they're all they're all practical pedophiles. But the last, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just saying. You I mean, ate, we were already off YouTube anyway. You so, ate, I mean, you ate in a bed. I'm just telling you. <laughs> the last American that visited to bring some nefarious things here was a guy named John Dewey, which in 1928 visited Joseph Stalin and said, "Hey, let's bring Joseph Stalin's education system to America. Hey, let's send Gavin." Tie this together and I'll close with this. In South Africa today, Defense Force and police are forced to learn Mandarin, to interact with the Chinese influx of Chinese migrants into South Africa to protect Chinese assets underground. You're watching a mobilization of China inside the boundaries of America. Which seems, again, seems like if you're the FBI director, you probably want to like shed some light on how dangerous it is to have an open border. And if we're on high terror alert, like perhaps maybe don't like stop letting people in. Yeah, I mean, it seems like when you see a lot of red lights flashing uh -huh. around whatever room you were in, you want to do something to make sure they're no longer flashing. It mm -hmm. just seems like we're admiring the lights. Uh, I can't believe Ooh. how many lights there are. It's Christmas time. Um, you know, you bring up a great point on the border. This is a huge uh, vulnerability of us. There are so many of them. But let me let me open this up to another vulnerability that I see. This is just something that I see. 
Like, what if a country had thousands and thousands of people gathering in city after city all across the country calling for genocide of uh, Jewish people? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Would that be a problem for anybody? Is Hmm. that a threat? I I wonder if that makes the list of the red lights, because they just keep saying they want these people dead. They keep saying they're cheering on Hamas. They keep saying and justifying with people in Congress going on television justifying the rape of women mm-hmm. in Israel, um, saying we have to be more balanced about our coverage about the rape of, of women in Israel. These things are, are horrific. And like one thing I think we learned, and this goes back to Osama bin Laden, one thing we learned, I remember we did a show in New York in 1998 um, on WABC in New York, Glenn and I, I it was really just Glenn, I was just sitting there watching um, more than anything, I was <laughs> handing him papers at that point. Um, but he did a show about, Os- it was about Osama bin Laden, and Osama bin Laden was, was threatening the West, and he was saying he was going to come, this is 1998, he's threatening he's going to come, he's going to do all these things. And Glenn, I remember saying, like, you know, we're going to see bodies and blood in the streets of New York. And when that happens, you know, will you then take him seriously? And his point there was not like he had special insights on Osama bin Laden. What he had was when you have an extremist who is telling you they're going to do something, you should take them seriously. Yeah. Right. When they're promising that they have a goal like Iran does today, like so many, you know, like we're seeing all across the world. Um, and I think we're, we're really seeing in, in these protests, these pro-Hamas protests across the country, people are promising they want things done to Jews. And mm-hmm. we're seeing them outside of restaurants. Yes. We're seeing them outside of businesses. We're seeing them outside of people's homes. We're seeing, uh, you, know, uh, you know, swastikas painted on homes and all these things. When that stuff starts getting going, we've seen where it can go. Mm-hmm. If the media doesn't stop out, step out and step up and, and do something about it, if they, if if the Congress doesn't step up and say, "Hey, this has got to stop," this stuff tends to, to cycle out of control in country after country after country. I don't want it here, and I see that as a really big threat. That you know, the U.S. government doesn't seem to take all that seriously. National security, but you got to ask yourself, why does Christopher Wray now change his tune? Because last year, you couldn't get him to admit that there was any terror threat. As a matter of fact, he told Congress the opposite. He said, hey, there's no actionable intelligence that criminal factions and terrorists are coming into our country. Could it be that he's seeing the writing on the wall that maybe we have a different president in the White House and he has to somehow clear the deck to say, I told you guys, Mm -hmm. I warned you. No, you didn't. You and your posse are part of the reason why we are absolutely exposed because of policy. Mm-hmm. You allow these things. BLM, the BLM movement. Hey, we can burn buildings down and it's peaceful. We can kill people, it's peaceful, but you can't. And you've got to level the scales. The same thing now. It's the same people that, that are protesting these things. It's anti-American. And I think we're so vulnerable on so many areas, Stu, that um, there's battlefronts wherever you look. So I want to go back to the comment that you made, Stu, about, uh, I would say, very Nazi-sounding language coming from the left. Um, It's just fascinating to me because I get called a Nazi for, you know, advocating that we don't chop off children's genitals because they're confused about their gender, and I am called a Nazi. But there are people literally reciting Hitler in the streets of America, and nobody on the left seems to care that that's what they're saying. And I just wonder if we've reached the stage of this country where um, just words mean nothing. Nobody knows the real meaning of the words anymore because they're so overused. They've called us Nazis for years over 
dumb things that clearly are not rising to the level of what they're talking about. And then you actually have something rising to the level of what they're talking about. Like Hitler had something right. And all of these other disgusting Jews need to be exterminated. This is coming from like people on the left in 2023, just proudly saying it on camera, knowing they're being filmed, saying it in public, but they still want to call me the Nazi. And it's just fascinating to me. It is fascinating. I mean, first of all, there's a lot of very stupid people out there that are doing that have been doing very stupid things for a long time. But it's not just that. It's not just stupidity. It's mm -hmm. it's 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 bigger than that. I mean, you know, calling people, you know, Hitler has gone on the left from an insult to policy. Like I, it's <laughs> yeah. like it seems to be now he's yeah. just like an exalted figure with I don't know half the left. It's important to note there have been in John Fetterman we've talked about you know who has been standing up on the right side of this issue uh, in my view. Um, there's been a few a few people who have done that. Um, so it's not everyone on the left. There is a distinction that I think is important. And, and I, I really think it's important because I'm worried if you lose half the country and supporting people who have been raped and beheaded becomes some political issue. I don't like that's not a very good world. That's right. a, that's a civilization in peril. So I worry about that quite a bit. You're right. I mean, these people are saying, you know, the point has maybe been made too often at this point, but like, we went on a red alert media cycle for six months about Charlottesville. And look, I, at the time, said, just like I think everybody else here said, that was horrible. These people are horrible. They've got nothing to do with me. They don't, they don't exactly. share my viewpoints. We condemn that. I right. condemn them immediately. Right. Right. We're now getting that times 10 yep. in city after city after city, day after day after day, with Almost no coverage at all. Mm -hmm. No one seems to care at all. No one's outraged except for conservatives. And it's like, well, I, this is not, we're not even playing in the same sport. Yeah. It's like Sarah's I, point. It's the lack of truth because when yeah. language can shift, yeah. you know, and, and you've lost truth. What is racism? Hitler was a racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Racism is collective. He was right, a right, racist. Right. He wanted to exterminate yes. a whole race. Now they're citing him. Yeah. to exterminate. And how, why don't we hear, oh, this is racism. I thought racism is bad. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it's bad. Right? Where are no, all those voices? It's only bad when white conservatives do it. And then if yeah. someone on the left does it, it's good, apparently. That's uh, it's what I'm learning. But like, and this is maybe a tad controversial, but let me throw this out here. It is much more consistent. Racism and genocide and all these things are much more consistent with left-wing ideology. Yes. Conservative, Always. ideal conservative governments don't have the power to commit a genocide. We want them small. We want them limited. We don't want them to have all of this mm -hmm. power. Um, you know, and, and I said racism is collectivism. It's a really important point, I think, yeah. because it, the identity politics, all these things that we talk about all the time, fundamentally boil down to one thing. We on the conservative side see people as individuals. Yeah. The left sees people as members of groups. Mm -hmm. And when you start yeah. seeing people as, a, as members of groups, you might do some things like, well, we want to help LGBTQ youth or whatever. Like, and you might say, well, this is a positive and the media may portray it that way. But when you see people not as individuals, but as members of groups, you wind up at times turning the wrong way against them. It seems like that's happening right now with Jews. Right, it's like collectivism. This, it's collectivism. 100%. It's seeing people in these terms that are are completely wrong. Where God says, "Stu, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, unique. There's no other. Right. Two twins are not alike." And the second your eye goes off of that, 
mm-hmm. you can easily go and murder 72 million right. babies in the womb because of a policy. You can justify because it. the collective right. think tank mm-hmm. yep. thinks they feel this way. Well, we're talking about the individual mm-hmm. baby in the yes. womb, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. individual child in the classroom, right? You're 100% right. The individual does not matter yeah. at all. And Remember, that is de- the difference one. between democracy mm-hmm. and being a republic. Mm-hmm. In a democracy, the majority, the collective body, they rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a republic, the minority, the individual has a voice. Which, by the way, I think just to kind of tie all of this up, because I know we got to go to <clears throat> go to break. But by the way, I think that it's no accident that that's why they always use the term our democracy. Yes. Right. Right. That's I mean, that's totally intentional because they want you to think that right. this is supposed to be set up as a democracy um, when obviously it was not. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So um, all of us sitting at this table have worked with Patriot Mobile long enough to know they are legitimately like if you want to talk about uh, contributors to the parallel economy and people who actually put their money where their mouths are. Uh, for the conservative cause, it is Patriot Mobile. Mm-hmm. They are um, flipping, helping flip school boards, uh, crucial school boards, to make sure that these schools aren't showing porn to your kids. They are going down to the border with Yaku. Yep. I Re- mean, literally help rescue children out of trafficking. Right. Like these these people are the real deal. And so, if you're with Big Mobile, there's no reason to still be with Big Mobile because you're going to get the same service uh, that you would be getting, they've got coverage on all three of the major networks. So you can get the same service, you can keep your phone number, you can keep your same phone, or you can change all these things if you'd like, but you can still get what you're getting now and know that your money is going to uh, an organization, a company that is going to, instead of donating to left-leaning causes, they're going to donate and use their money, like I'm talking about, to go be at the border, to go help rescue children who are being trafficked, uh, to go help donate money to you know flip school boards and, and help get our grassroots conservatives elected. They really, really are the real deal. Check them out. Uh, right now, they're extending their Black Friday deal to every Friday Matters deal. So you can get a free smartphone when you switch. Um, so make sure that you go to patriotmobile.com news. I-, I do realize that it is Tuesday, but use the code Friday76. And uh, you can get a free smartphone with that promo code Friday76 over at patriotmobile.com news. All right, according to a new report, uh, apparently four of the gold bars that Democrat Senator Bob Menendez had stashed in his closet at his home, just just chilling in like coat pockets and stuff, nothing to see here. They were apparently previously stolen from a real estate tycoon and fundraiser for Menendez, uh, Fred Dibes, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, and he actually was accused of bribing uh, Bob Menendez. So they found the serial numbers on some of this gold and they matched it to the ones that for old Fred had re- reported to police after a 2013 armed robbery. Um, hmm. I, that can't be good. No. That cannot be good. No. In what way? Um, I, I, can, I can't trace that to badness. It sounds wonderful. Really? Yeah. Well, it sounds almost like the person maybe reported a theft that didn't occur and maybe handed it. That's just a. Well, I mean, maybe here's. Handed it over to Bobby? Well, here's the thing. I don't. No one's accusing Bob Menendez of being corrupt. No, no, of course not. I mean, they've already proven that so many times you don't need to accuse him anymore. Um, Please. Yeah, there's no, just like Joe Biden, there's no evidence. There is no evidence that Bob Menendez has done anything criminal or even corrupt. Yeah. No evidence. Uh, no. That's evidence. not, that's, 
that's definitely not evidence. That's no a evidence. Willy Wonka bar. I have this is a really dumb question, but like, what would you do with a gold bar? Like, I, I what I, I'm. No, no, Stu, I can help you here, buddy. There's a big, there's a big black market. You, really? You know, what? How? What? Eventually, like you that? can't pay. You're like go to the store and you're no, like, I would like to no, pay you with take this. It. No, please. I tried to bring no, one you, into Taco gotta, Bell. They won't take it. I, I don't want to give people ideas no here, but there's <laughs> there's numerous. Even in Dallas, there's numerous refineries where you go and you refine it, and they, you would hope that they would track the serial numbers and that they. What do you would, mean refine it? You melt. You're it. melting it down basically into they other. They buy things. it from you. Oh. And then there's no serial number. They melt it. They restrike it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's bullion. This is the black market of gold. I'm only from Africa. We know yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so no, you, there's a lot you can do with that, but it's not that he has it. It's like, what did he give for it? Right. What? Yeah. And right. what did he give up for it? Right. Right. And, and would the Republicans feel like there's enough evidence to do something? Listen, that's what gets me about this whole thing. Is all of this has happened? And we find this out, and yet still, Bob Menendez will still sit there yes. in the Senate. No one's going to vote to remove him, expel him. Uh, he'll be totally fine because, again, Democrats play by no rules, but they hold us to the standards that they know they never intend to abide by. And the joke's on Republicans because yes. they always go along with 100%. it. We're going to out-moral everyone else. We have to be the moral ones. <laughs> we have to call out the rotten apples on our own side. Okay, I mean, then you just lose the game because this guy's sitting around with... St- stolen gold, if that's even true. Um, well, and please bring morals back into the house and, and hold him accountable. Well, but they're not going to. No, they're not. They're not going to. So it's maybe, just... Maybe, I don't know, maybe Mike Johnson, a different kind of a speaker now. We've got different, there's different people there. Maybe, I don't know, but it, the political will would have to be there. Well, because um, here, you know, in the Senate too, I think they have the same rule as the House, right? You got a two-thirds vote to expel yeah. someone. Yeah. I, I think that's the way it works. And it's like they have, I think it's 31 Democrats have come out and said, hey, Menendez should go. They have over 80 votes here and they can't get that done. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I, you know, I, I, again, I'm torn on what you're saying, Sarah, because you're totally right. Right. You're totally right. They play by totally different rules. Yeah. They they don't they don't play fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I also don't want to be them. And I and so I, I get I, torn. I'm, I don't either. I, I know you don't. I, it's, it's just it's like you get to that point where it's you have to you have to. I don't want to do the same things they're doing. I want to have a higher standard. This man is not electable. He should not sit in a higher. No, I'm comparing it to the Santos thing, right? Okay, okay, but 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 here, but here, let me give this to you on the Santos thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, by the way, the the development between George Santos and John Fetterman being like the duo that we never knew we needed is great, and I I want. I hope we have enough time to get to it. But to to this point, which is far more important, here's the difference. George Santos, it was like a, a just a barely an ethics barely investigation. It did not rise to the right. level that they didn't do a thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. It was just like this surface level, like we think that he did something wrong. Did he do something wrong? Probably. And I want to be very clear here. If he did at the end of all of this, after he has received due process, they should hold that vote. Mm-hmm. But to hold the vote preemptively as if like, well, we just want to make extra, extra sure we don't have any bad guys on our team. To do that preemptively when he has been elected by the people, 
I think is so ridiculous. And I think that's the difference that you're talking about. Yeah. If someone's committed a crime and we have verifiable evidence that they've done so and they, it's gone through, that's what I'm saying. And it's gone through all of the due process channels it needs to. Yeah. I think you should call people out. But to do it beforehand is just yeah. utter idiocy. Yeah. And like the way this nor the normal process here, right, is the person is shamed and right. pressured so much yes. that they eventually resign. You know, I mean, and it does happen occasionally to Democrats. A great example of it is Andrew Cuomo, who they he wanted to stay. I mean, there's no doubt yes. about it. He tried to stay. He kept getting pressure for all the different things he was involved in, including the women on his staff. And eventually yeah. he came to the point where he had to say, OK, I'll leave. It's a good example. Um, and so it does happen. A real consequence yeah. other than it was actually, I mean, Hochul is terrible. She doesn't even know the, her, own her own state constitution. But th that was really an internal, this is a democratic state. So really in, the in, in a state like New York, you have two, like we have in Texas, basically two sides of the Republican Party, the ones that are actually conservative and the ones that obviously aren't and should basically be running as Democrats. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens in New York. They're all Democrats. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats were able to push him out. But like the difference with Menendez and, and Santos, no one knows who George Santos is. Right. None of us have any idea who he is. He doesn't even seem to know who he is because if you think about all the stuff he said. But like he, the guy with no impact, he's never passed the bill in his life. He's never done anything. Like he's a total zilch. Let's be honest about it. I mean, like I want to see a purple district that was almost definitely going to go away anyway in the next election. He, he was a nobody. No, none of us knew who he was until the New York Times put him on the front page every single day for like three months when he took, when he took, uh, took office. And they've continued to pound him over and over and over again. You can make the argument that's the right way of handling it. But if so, you have to do the same thing to Bob Menendez and worse. Right. The, the reason why Bob Menendez isn't stepping down is because the pressure goes away. They right. mention the gold bar story for in one story and we never hear about it again. Yeah. They care about George Santos and they don't care about Bob Menendez, who's been in office for a million years and has way more influence than George Santos could have ever achieved in the House if he were allowed to say. Maybe that's the point, right? The guy that doesn't achieve, the guy that isn't a pawn, the guy that you can't really use, because Menendez has paid his dues a lot mm -hmm. to the party. Make, also been paid a lot of dues in uh, gold, app apparently. App apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, gold yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need to figure out how to melt them down, just come to Yaku. He knows. He knows. He, he knows the whole black market situation. He can get you in there. He knows some people. Crime begets crime. We fight crime. In so fact, you see all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk during the break yeah. right here. All right. We need to talk. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, <laughs> Eden Pure. So, uh, if you guys have, you know, maybe you have odors in your home that you can't get rid of, maybe you have a zoo like I do. Maybe you cook, you know, stinky vegetables in your kitchen, which we also do. Um, it tastes really great, but then your kitchen smells like a fart and you're like, this is not ideal. It does not do that. You're, you too can have your kitchen not smell like a fart. If you get the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier, it gets rid of the strongest of odors from things like what I'm talking about, cooking, cigarette smoke, uh, which you shouldn't smoke. It's bad for you. Litter boxes, trash cans, skunks, don't ask any questions, uh, and more, okay? And there's no costly filters to ever replace. It has this O3 uh, technology, and it's just an adjustable dial. That's all you have to do from minimum to maximum, depending on your need. We use these in my house, and I have them for all sorts of needs. Uh, my zoo, my prepubescent child. Uh, there's just, I'm going to be honest with you, there's all sorts of smells coming from my house. 
but you wouldn't know it if you walked into my house because of Eden Pure. So right now, make sure that you take advantage of their deal they have. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah. There's no H in that, by the way. It's unnecessary letter. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. All right, uh, Joe Biden's climate czar, climate envoy, John Kerry, was uh, called out for creating his own wind power uh, at the climate change conference (laughs) in Dubai this weekend. You don't know what I mean by that? You will very soon. So here's the question. Did John Kerry fart during his lecture on emissions and climate at this climate change conference? Watch. Avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality is that he, that he definitely farted. I mean, somebody farted. There's some sort of emissions. That was, which I was told, we, hey, we, we can't eat meat anymore. We have to get rid of cows the, because the cow was farting. Do you remember the cow flatulent tax, the cow tax? Um, yeah, right. Tax him. That's what I'm saying. If he really cared about the climate change, he would hold it in. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Just bloat and fly off like. That's, that's all I'm saying. Someone definitely farted. Yeah, I mean, in theory, I guess the other mics are probably on as they're having this conversation. But maybe it's the lady. Oh, yeah, no, she kind of looks, she looks disturbed. Uh, though, I would say. And, and the reality is that. No, she knows it's him. Oh, the she, guy, yeah. She did hold up her she finger. She knows it's her. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reaction's great there. I, I think it has to be Carrie because the other guy is just like, he doesn't even know what's going on. The woman is clearly, she smelled it. I feel she's like, thinking, did that just happen? I yeah. feel like she also is like, I need to make sure everyone knows it wasn't me. I'm yeah. going to put my finger up to my uh, nose to indicate that I know it wasn't no, me. There is the, the, the principle of whoever smelt it dealt it. That's and so it's possible. Point. There is. Uh, it's, <laughs> Why is this not the first time we've had that conversation <laughs> on this show? <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's a great point. It, it could theoretically be her, but I, I don't know. It, it, Look, all I'm saying is John Kerry is notoriously a hypocrite when it comes to the climate change agenda. He's flying on private planes while lecturing all of the rest of us for flying on planes at all. Uh, He's talking about eliminating cows because they fart too much. So I'm just saying it would be the most likely scenario that it was John Kerry who would be a hypocrite on this particular issue and be the one to pass emissions. To contaminate That's what I'm saying. I want to play one more clip here. Um, This was another discussion that he had had at that summit. And very weird. You know, we talked about all of these Democrats using the term democracy because they want you to think that this is a democracy. Uh, They want to intentionally confuse you. Really bizarre statement from John Kerry uh, about democracy here. Watch. Look, I still... I have to tell you, I'm an inveterate optimist. I, I, who was it who said, uh, you know, or Winston Churchill said that democracy is the worst form of government in the world, but except the, for everything else. But, and there's a, there's a diplomat who... You say the same about COP as well, actually. There's a diplomat who came <laughs> to the United States and the diplomat from another part of the world, I won't mention where, was asked, uh, what do you think of democracy? And he said, well, democracy is like sex. When it is good, it is very, very good. And when it is bad, it is still quite good. (laughs) That's not funny. That's really weird. I mean, 
You expect creepy things from That's, the creep show. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's very creepy. Why would it? Sounds like no. somebody who has a bunch of people in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone who has a and why dungeon. Why did he keep wiping his nose? I don't know. Cocaine. So, Is that what you're saying? Oh. That's the typical. I mean, mm-hmm. coke users are always on. Was he there at the White House that day? Aha! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, it was Carrie's that's cocaine. The, that's no, that's the third. Uh, no, no, it's plot Kamala twist. and and and, and, Hunter. The, and, and Hunter. Hunter and then that was a big party. Plot they twist. A party, so they needed the third person. I just, the fact that this guy is flying around mm-hmm. lecturing people on climate is just such an embarrassment to this country. But it's never it good. When he shows up, typically, politically, we're up to no good. Something bad is going on. When he features, you can just look in history. When he shows up and he's the spokesperson for this nation, for you, that's your spokesperson on how we feel about climate. Mm. Think not so much. Yeah, still. So. We, um, as you pointed out earlier, don't have a democracy. Uh, mm-hmm. We have elements of a democracy mm-hmm. inside of a constitutional republic. Uh, those are really important distinctions that, uh, as you pointed out earlier, people don't seem to understand, particularly on the left. Um, you know, uh, democracy is, is just a word that tests well. Mm-hmm. That's how they use it. Mm-hmm. To, democracy to them means when they win elections. Look, you can't argue for democracy with this passion when you're trying to literally take your opponent off the ballot in state after state after state after state. Mm-hmm. That is not, that's not the principle of democracy. The principle of democracy is not what happened to George Santos, right? Again, like, I have no affinity. In fact, I don't know anything about George Santos. But the process was wrong. But the process this was wrong. Voters put him in. Yep. They have an opportunity in, in less than a year to take him out. Yep. There was no reason to do that. Um, democracy, the, you know, the founders specifically talked about this. They talked about impeachment as one of the remedies that you can have. Um, but they also talked about, you know, the, the real remedy is going to be the people. Mm-hmm. The people are, unless it's really, really egregious and putting the country in danger, I think you could make that argument with some of the, some of the scandals we've had in the past. But uh, if it's not that, then let the people decide. You know, that, that is, I think, the right That's also way to why do. they double down on indoctrinating and lying to the people, because the people actually hold the power. And, if, and they know. Mm-hmm. They know the mm-hmm. people hold the power. So then you've got to lie to the people. You've mm-hmm. got to exploit the media. You've got to turn them into agencies of the woke left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they do actually, if the people would just wake up, not go woke, and realize they actually hold the power to, through a due process, remove these idiots. Mm-hmm from Congress to the Senate or their local school board. Right. It's possible. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and take another quick break. We will be back with more. But I want to thank new sponsor of the program. You know, sometimes you just, you find a sponsor that you're just like, this was, you were made for me. <laughs> we were made to work together. Oh. It's this one. This is Fox and Odin. So I'll just tell you this. This is a whiskey. Uh, and it's a stressful time of year. Okay. We have like... Christmas around the corner, we're buying gifts for our kids and our families, and you know, you gotta put all the decorations out, you got a billion and one Christmas parties to go to. Um, And I'm just saying you should just take a moment to just sit back and relax, kick your feet up, and get you some Fox and Odin. Fox and Odin whiskeys are actually created to honor the wild beauty around us. So if you're, you know, enjoying your uh, favorite chair by the fire or just sitting in your own backyard, if it's not uh, 30 degrees below zero yet, uh, this holiday season, you can let these perfectly blended spirits complement your view. Enjoy it. I'm telling you, this stuff is great. I would say I drink it every night, but I don't want anyone judging me. (laughs) So I don't drink it every night. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, was it? Yeah. Check it out. So whether it's you that you're buying for or maybe you want to buy some gifts for Christmas, I'm telling you, this is the, everyone's size. It fits everyone. Okay, one size fits all. You don't have to worry about sizes. You don't have to, I feel like I'm being judged right now. You don't have to worry about it, about it fitting perfectly. It's gonna fit perfectly, okay? You can buy online, ship it directly to your door at foxandoden.com. The stuff is delicious. That is foxandoden.com. Use promo code NEWS and get 30% off, plus free shipping on your orders. Drink responsibly, of course. That is foxandoden.com. I'm sorry, foxandoden.com, promo code NEWS. Everybody's favorite here in Texas, Sheila Jackson Lee of Congress. Uh, fascinating. She came out with an ad ahead of her runoff election. So she is running for mayor of Houston, which we can get into. I feel like she's it's that's would be a downgrade. Um, but perhaps she's made all of her, you know, all of her insider trading or whatever the heck else they do in Congress. She's like had all of her fun profiting off of being in Congress and wants to return home where it's just easier, perhaps. But uh, she released this advertisement for the runoff election. And I want you to watch it. And then I'm going to point something out that doesn't quite seem to make sense. Here's Sheila Jackson. Houston, I've spent my entire career fighting for you. From fighting to keep our kids safe from guns when I was on city council, to my days in Congress fighting to protect women's reproductive freedom, and for funding for our police, schools, and small businesses. Now I'm running to be your mayor, because if we're going to bring down crime, fix our streets, and bring good paying jobs here, then Houston needs a champion who's ready to fight for what's right. And I am. Oh. Wow. So if you guys could just. Yeah, that's what I want to see here. Um, So notice she says vote on or before December 7th, except the uh, date of the runoff is December 9th. Uh Uh-oh. Which I'm told you can actually, like, you could go to jail for. That's election misinformation. Mm. Um, Typically, typically you would think that, like, that would be done by an opponent who doesn't want you to win. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. She just did it to herself. She's an idiot. Now, I do have a theory about this, though. You did hear her berating her staff Mm -hmm. uh, a couple months ago. I'm wondering if her staff just hates her enough Ah, that they were like, hmm, maybe we're going to go ahead and just write in the wrong date here. She's going to call us names anyway. Yeah. So we might as well just screw her chances of uh, becoming Houston's next mayor. Because they don't want to work for her anymore. Yeah, they just a theory. To, you know, I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I mean, it could also be that they're all really incompetent, and that's why she was yelling at them all the time. <laughs> just at least another possibility. <laughs> um, it's very possible. Stu's perspective is maybe they deserved it. Yeah, maybe they deserved it. Maybe she's right. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm voting <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee now on December 7th. Um, <laughs> Uh, by the way, I think, I think uh, the, the, the mayor of Houston job is definitely better than the Congress job. I mean, Congress, you're, I mean, you're one of 435 votes. Like, what, do you, what can you do? Like, you're running an entire city. Like, you're yeah. the mayor. I think, I, I mean, Houston's a big city. It's a growing city. Now, she's going like to destroy it if she wins. It does seem like it's actual work, where Congress is not actual right. work. And yeah. Sheila Jackson Lee is very incompetent. She is really dumb. It's hard to overstate how dumb she yeah, is. Yeah, but it would be really bad for Houston. And Houston, oh, yeah. Houston is a target which we have to fix. We are not trending in the right direction in Houston. On every metric, whether it's law enforcement, trafficking, the economy. Hey, it's just outside Houston where Glenn and you guys are doing 
some deep diving into communities built for migrants and yeah. so Houston, that all would be under her I know, that's direction. Not, not positive. No. Um, can I ask you another question? This sure. is a Sarah-only question. And, and, you know, if you, if you want to skip this part of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I can't, you la, can la, stay. La. I just don't want you to listen. Um, so <laughs> the picture of Sheila Jackson Lee throughout this ad, is she wearing a hair hat? Yes. Okay, so that's not an actual, that's not, that's her, not her hair. hair. That's not her hair. I'm very, I, like, I was like, did she grow her hair super long and it's wrapping around multiple times? It What's a, happening? It is a hair headband. A hair headband. That's yes. a thing. Yes, they make they make fake hair that they will braid into like a, a headband and you put it on and it's supposed to look like your hair, which of course it doesn't. But that do. can't look like her. It, it looks like it, she'd it have to have hair that went to the ground and back up to her head. Like it'd be three foot hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the things we can be thankful for as men. <laughs> yes. We do not have to deal <laughs> with. Don't have, I don't have one hair headband. They were hoping that oh, you yeah. didn't think, that you weren't going to think about. Yes. That you weren't going to think that I was more thinking it. of that voice. <laughs> it's a beautiful speaking voice. That is hers. That does belong to her. I know. I know. Uh, that, for, she did not purchase that. That would have been a bad purchase if she had. Um, by the way, really quickly, I mentioned you. I heard you could go to jail for election misinformation mm -hmm. if you put out the wrong voting date. I was, of course, alluding to Douglas Mackey, who uh, was sentenced to seven months in prison because of the meme. This is a, the, almost the exact same thing. Avoid the line, vote from home, and it says text the word Hillary to 59925, which is hilarious. And honestly, if anyone believed that, they like, don't deserve to vote, but that's besides the point. So I guess some maybe positive news on this one. A, uh, a federal judge has ordered Douglas Mackey to be released pending appeal. So he has appealed the prison sentence. Um, they have asked to expedite the appeal, and he at least has had a little bit of, you know, time to be released pending the appeal. I'm trying to, like, make lemonade out of lemons at yeah. this point because I mean, the whole idea news, that... But it's better than it was. Just staying rotting in prison. I mean, even if you a had a serious effort to, to do that, where it seems like he was just joking. Right. right. Oh, what of course. A $50 fine? Like, well, what's like, the actual normal punishment for something like you that? You mean like yeah. tripping a fire alarm to avoid a vote? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. that's serious? Um, all right, we, but we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Incredible. No. Absolutely. Like, they didn't try to hide it. Like, they really just... introduce to you guys a new TikTok trend, uh, and that is people with dual income and no kids uh, bragging on social media about how great their lives are because they don't have kids. Watch. We're dinks. We're going to get asked daily when we plan on having kids. We're dinks. Of course we're going to go out to eat every night after work. We're dinks. We don't have to ask our family for financial help or to watch our kid when we want to go out. We're dinks. We're going to go to Costco and buy all the snacks in bulk that we want. We know. We're dinks. We have disposable income to spend on whatever we would like and don't have to spend on a kid. We're dinks. I'm going to go to every football game and play 18 holes whenever I want. You're not lasting. We're dinks. Holes, we're going to get asked to every single family event what we're doing with our life. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if homeboy laid off the Costco snacks, uh, he might be able to finally get a look at his dink because I'm thinking maybe it's been a while. Um, uh, that, look, true statement. if you don't want kids, I, like, that's fine. I, I understand I'm not here to judge your personal decision. I certainly wouldn't want people to have kids if they think they hate kids. That would not be a great situation. Um, but to brag about not having kids so you can stuff your fat ass face with snacks and go out to eat all the time is like so incredibly pathetic. 
I just can't even begin. You know what's, not that I want to be funny here, but what's after Dink is probably you become a Dafts. You die alone for sure. Like, Im- but imagine you using... You die alone for sure. Imagine using the term Dink to identify with and like thinking that it doesn't sound stupid. <laughs> like you sound like an idiot. Who would be like, I'm a Dink. I'm a Dink. I live life solely for me. I'm a Dink. You sound stupid. Well, you know, the Dinks are probably the ones who's protesting to want to legalize abortion, right? It's probably oh, the it's, same people. Lots of cross over there. And I'll say too, it's it, you're right. It's stupid, especially when you realize that like kids are totally a path to snacks. Like <laughs> there's snacks all the time, everywhere. Exactly. You, you could get both of you, you are fruit fixating snacks. on snacks. You get fruit snacks. You nobody can nobody can judge you. Do you know how much I've upped my mac and cheese intake since I started? <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's I've become look, a mac and cheese connoisseur. I know good mac from bad mac and cheese. Look, I will just say I fully support these two selfish pricks not procreating. <laughs> I agree it's for the best. All right, I'll end it there. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.